Hello and welcome to the Date Night Movie Podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Russell, and with me is my co-host, Ashley Russell. Hey! This is a show where each week, Ashley and I, we talk about a new movie that's playing in theaters, and then we break it down, whether we thought it was good or bad, and whether or not it would make for a good date movie. On this episode, we're talking about John Wick Chapter 3. The IMDb plot summary reads... Super assassin John Wick is on the run after killing a member of the International Assassins Guild. And with a $14 million price tag on his head, he is the target of hitmen and women everywhere. This movie is, of course, the latest film in the John Wick series, yep. which began in 20- I don't think it'll be the last either, based uh, on the ending. D- it doesn't seem like it. Mm-mm. And uh, this series began in 2014. This movie, it has an 89% on Rotten Tomatoes. So critics are are on board, mm-hmm. and it opened this weekend to about fifty seven million. That's not bad. Well, that's the best in the series. Yeah, this series started pretty small. I, I think it was kind of uh, like a home video type hit. Yeah, like the first movie was kind of under the radar. Then the second movie was bigger, but this movie toppled the Avengers. Well, you know why I didn't watch the first one with you is because I knew that there was going to be a puppy incident, and I just couldn't watch it. Yeah, I yeah. You skip the first one in theaters, like you know, in the trailer, you see like a puppy get offed. Yeah, <laughs> it happens off camera, and you're like, nope, not <laughs> not doing it, not on board. You know, we have two dogs, we love them, yeah. So you weren't on board with that, <laughs> but you did get on board eventually. I, did, I think on video, yeah. yeah. What what brought you around? Yeah, well, I mean, just the sh- shenanigans that. <laughs> You know, goes on and, you know, honestly, I can relate. I mean, you know. The way it uses that puppy murder is (laughs) pretty brilliant. I can relate to this. I mean, the puppy in the first one was the last gift that he got from his wife that was murdered. She died of cancer. Oh. (laughs) Not murdered. She died of cancer. Yeah. Died of cancer. She's dead. Yes. Okay. Yeah. The movie opens with him burying his wife. Yeah. But he's a secret assassin. Retired. And he got out of the business. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's out of the game. And, and then somebody brought him back in by killing his puppy. And I can relate because if somebody messed with my dogs. You'll go off. I would go off. I if would you had, be a major crazy lunatic. If you had special skills like John Wick and someone kills your dog right in front of you, you're going you're gonna to use those skills yeah. to get some revenge. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, the movie had a really, like, just kind of clean emotional entry point as far as, like, what's fueling his his quest for revenge. It's kind of relatable. Well, and, and this kind of ties into, there. there's a whole bunch of references about killing the dog or, like, is this all because of the dog, John Wick? You know, yeah. and multiple times in this movie, which I liked. Because it, it all goes back to it that dog. It all goes dog. back to that dog. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, just a, a brilliant, a brilliant stroke for this uh, series to yeah. kind of kick it off with such a simple act. Yeah. So, Overall, like, I love Keanu Reeves too. I just think he is just fantastic. I mean, he really—he's kind of underrated in a he, way. He is. I mean, he's not. I mean, everybody knows who he is. Yeah. But he's not like the first person that studios go to to star in a film outside of The Matrix and John Wick. Well, I think he's carved out a kind of a niche for himself as uh, an action movie star. I mean, he is badass. He's, I mean, he's on the level in terms of just like physical acting. He's on the level of like Tom Cruise yeah. in terms of, like he can convince you that he's capable of some amazing shit. <laughs> I mean, like he's fully physically committed. You know, I mean, we don't want to see Keanu Reeves doing Shakespeare or anything like that. Although I think he has in his wheelhouse. He's he's a physically commanding actor. Yeah. 
he, he's yeah, he has an undeniable appeal. Well, he's diverse too because he did Bill and Ted. I love Bill and Ted. He's doing Bill and Ted three. I mean, like, are you ready for Bill and Ted three? I mean, I think I'm going to need to watch the first two to kind of get on on have board. You, have you not seen them? I don't think so. We have them. You got to watch it. They're great. <laughs> <laughs> that was like that was like his breakthrough. But yeah, it, it, amazing how he transitioned from those movies to uh, like an action leading yeah. man with speed and Point Break. I mean, he's done he's done great. Point action Break, movie. Matrix, awesome. is one of your favorites. Yeah, one, you know, two, and three. He kind of went. <laughs> Well, I mean, number one's got on about the, the sequels, but he kind of went under the radar for a little while. These John Wick movies have kind of revitalized him. Yeah. So are you are you a fan of these movies? I the, am. the first two. I am. No, I'm I'm a fan of the movie. I mean, in the movie that we just saw, I liked it. I thought that some of the fight scenes went on a little too long for me this okay. time around. Right. I didn't feel like there was really a story behind it. As much as the first two, I feel like this is just him being ganged up on and him just fighting everybody. He's on the run for most of the movie. Yeah, the movie starts with him on the run, like the last one left off. And Um, so, like, there's not much story there except him fighting everybody and and running away. (laughs) To Morocco, of all places. Well, yeah, bulk of the movie is him kind of on the run. At one point, he does go to uh, Casablanca. Casablanca, Morocco, I don't know. Um, <laughs> one of those two, <laughs> and but Somewhere I guess in, in the desert, a, a side plot involves a character named uh, the Adjudicator. Yes, you know what would have been really satisfying for me is if somebody just like sliced her throat. The Adjudicator. Yeah. Did you like that character? I did not. <laughs> Here's the thing: I liked that character. I don't know about that actor. Well, I mean, that could be why I didn't like the whole thing. I mean, the whole, like, that angle thing. I didn't that whole like subplot it. didn't work for you. I kind of liked it, you know, like, this supposed, like, badass judge coming in and just bringing judgment down yeah. on all of John Wick's associates. Because, you know, there's still there's some fallout from the previous film. And she's kind of there to, like, clean up the mess and uh, dish out judgment, you know, like an adjudicator. So I kind of like that character. And she puts pressure on, you know, all of the major supporting yeah. characters. I like that. She's putting pressure. I don't. I don't think the performance pulled is it off. Is that great? No. That that actor is played. The, the, sorry, that character is played by an actor named Asia Kate Dillon. It could have been like a breakout role for somebody, but I mean, she just didn't. What well, I I hold. read something interesting on the, her, her IMDb profile. It read Dillon identifies as non-binary and uses singular they pronouns. So she doesn't. Uh, they. Sorry. <laughs> Yeah, we need to call Asia Kate. Yeah, they. Right, that's what she would prefer. Yeah. I don't know. I like being called Ashley (laughs) and not Ash. Sure. You like being called your name. Yeah. Right. So she has, I guess, like a someone she's working with, an assassin named Zero. The the Asian sushi guy. Right. He he joins the fight uh, against John Wick. He's played by Mark Dacascos. Yeah, I love him. You he, liked him? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I thought he was fun. I thought he was he's really cool. I liked him I liked him in a lot of other stuff too. He's yeah, he's a good uh, like martial arts actor. Yeah. He's been around. Um they bring in a lot of martial arts type actors. Yeah, they uh, do. Some actors from the raid are in there at one point. So yeah, that is a subplot. You know, we keep kind of cutting to the adjudicator, kind of bringing judgment. Uh, she brings judgment to Lawrence Fishburne. <laughs> like seven bullets equals seven cuts at yep. one point. 
so yeah, so overall, it uh, it was then, too long for you. Well, no, not the movie. The fight. The fighting scenes were just a little long. I felt like the the moves were a little repetitive. I, there wasn't like this. Uh, like, oh my God, like Atomic Blonde, I'm gonna, you know, Charlize Theron, she kicked some serious ass and I was just like, oh. Right. Well, Halle, Halle, Berry, Halle Berry's in this, she kicked I some know. ass. Yeah. yeah. But hers- but It was too much. It, it was too much. I mean, like, there was so much fighting. There's a lot. Yeah. N- not enough storyline. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I mean, that that's, uh, I, and I've, I've heard that complaint elsewhere. Yeah. Like the fight scenes go on too long. I guess it didn't necessarily bother me. I felt like well, there was a like lot of. Well, but like in the first John Wick one and John Wick two, there was story. There was there was a reason that you know he did the things that he did, and there was a whole backstory. And yeah, you I, know there there was just some more context to his character. You didn't feel like this had story. To no, it? interesting. I, you know, we'll get into spoilers later, but there's some major events that happened towards the end, and I think this movie, similar to the last one, it kind of expands that, the that world of these assassins. Towards the end. Yes, it expands but, but the world. What about it introduces five percent of the movie. Well, it starts off as a chase picture, right? So you get some action scenes in the beginning of him trying to escape out of New York uh, with the help of Angelica Houston. We do find that he's Russian. Sure, we do do learn that he. We get his real name, I think. Yeah, uh, I can't remember. I, it. I can't pronounce it. <laughs> it's something. Um, but he is from Russia. He's like in a I don't sure, know. yeah. And he was in a uh, like orphanage where run, Angelina or an, run by an, Angelica Houston. Yeah, and she's running like a ballerina like training camp. At some, uh, when we see her, she's running training a, ballerinas to be assassins. Is no, that, is that what she's she's, doing? she's running a ballerina house as a front. Okay, that's a front for her training. People like John Wick as kids. Okay. In wrestling, do you, do you remember the wrestling piece of yes. it? Yes. Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. So the yeah the ballerina that's a front. Yeah. For, um. Yeah. I mean a lot of a lot of side characters and she kind of helps him uh, out of New York and then there's this whole kind of midsection in Casablanca where he meets up with Halle Berry's character uh, Sophia mm-hmm. and we get some we get a major like shootout action scene with the two of them and two dogs with bulletproof vests on. Yeah. It's kind of nuts. Well, so Keanu Reeves ends up meeting the head person in charge or funding. The elder. The the elder, the assassin. Yeah. um, In the desert. And cuts off his finger. Cuts off his finger. It was so Rams gross. It. The whole movie is pretty violent. Yeah. Like, it steps the violence up. It's a little the, gory, yeah. Even, like, even from the previous two. Like, if you know the previous two front and back, this movie will likely startle you. With yeah. how violent it is. So he cuts off his wedding finger. Correct. So that was the... Um, like an offering. The elder, yeah, ha- asked him for an offering and cut off his his uh kind of nuts <laughs> his wedding ring finger <laughs> so nuts and then um he was charged to kill he has to kill Ian McShane yes yeah and so which that, is the manager of the hotel correct i got to say like Ian McShane and i guess like the like the bellhop character Lance Reddick he's who, awesome who plays yeah. he's one of my favorites yeah and I like yeah, him. as as we get more and more into these movies, like they become like just 
very valuable players. Well, in, you in this realize world. like he, that you know the bellhop is phenomenal. Of, co- of like, course, of course, of course. I love how deadpan he is. He's very yeah. dignified. Um, and then he, great, great performance there. Yeah, and then he he knows how to how to handle himself. How to handle himself and, and how to protect people one hundred percent. How it all goes down. Just that whole that whole job of like overseeing the front desk as like assassins come in and out yeah. and just you know like we're just we're business here like no yeah. <laughs> no killing allowed in here. Like we got to keep rules. So overall, you um, I guess you didn't like it as much as the first two. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. I guess I'm kind of the opposite. For me, this was my favorite of the three, and I really like the first two. But I have some issues. If you rewatch the first one. It's awesome until maybe like an hour in and there's like there's some horrible music choices that are put on some, you know, some of the action scenes. It kind of ruins it a little bit for me. And number two is really great. But number two goes on a little bit long. Yeah. Um, it has a lot of extended fight scenes. You know, it's not as fresh as the first. But this movie, I was going in expecting it to be like diminishing returns. You know, like we're at number three. How much longer can we keep doing this? Yeah. And you're like, much longer. Give me two more. I was, yeah. My, my, <laughs> I, I mean, my jaw was on the floor for most of this movie just due to like the variety of action that we get. I mean, we get action on with, with horses. We get action with like ninjas on motorcycles. <laughs> That's true. We get action. Uh, we get action with dogs. Uh, I oh, mean, those dogs were great. Insane. Like the, that whole scene, like it just keeps going and going. And like the body uh, count just keeps rising. And John Wick's dog is cute. He always has a little like. And Charon takes care of him. Yeah. Yeah. And. I think that's that partly why you heart. like this because it is yeah. it's a it's a movie for dog lovers. <laughs> <laughs> Even though dogs are put in danger. But they also get bulletproof vests, okay? At one point like you think you think one of <laughs> one of the dogs gets shot and you like I remember you looking at me like with shock on your face like they did not do that. <laughs> like I cannot handle this. But they have bulletproof vests. And, and then even- that's when Halle Berry goes sees red. Yeah. And I thought Halle Berry was great. I mean, she's yeah. kind of underused, but... I do think she's underutilized in this movie. Same with Kingsman. She's yeah. in there for like one or two scenes. It's like, I would love to see more. But I'll tell you, apparently she trained for like five months for that one action scene. Yeah. Like she trained with actual dogs. Well, she, yeah, she learned how to Give dog commands. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I mean, it shows. Like there's... Uh, you don't really see any CGI. I mean, it's amazing. Yeah. That scene. Like just how no, violent I, and nuts it and, is. And to think how old Halle Berry is. I mean, she's in her 50s. <laughs> sure. I mean... Still, still, still looks great. amazing. Still looks great. And can still oh, kick ass. Yes. Absolutely can kick ass. Holy crap. Yeah, and, definitely I would have liked to see her more. Maybe her like coming back t- with John Wick to the... I thought they were going to bring her back, but they, they don't. I mean, they might be saving her for like her own spinoff. Who, who knows? Yeah. Uh, that, that's kind of what it seems like. But I... even You can even argue like that whole Casablanca sequence is kind of useless narratively. But because it gives you such an amazing action scene, like I can't... I can't knock it. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. And so in the climax... So why does he go to... I mean... <laughs> I guess to talk to the elder. Like that's oh, what he eventually so, does. Yeah. He ends up with the elder. Um, and he needs ha- Sophia's help. Yeah. I think he needs Sophia's help to get to the elder or something. Yeah. Is, is what I would assume. <laughs> in hindsight, that and has to be his goal. excommunicado, he had to use his special... The underground buddies. Yeah. Well, no. I mean, he was excommunicado, so he had to use that special token. 
There's a the lot blood of token. There's a lot of scenes here that begin with like someone showing up to someone's place and the person's like, What do you want? Why are you here? And then the person produces like a token or something, and yeah. they're like, Ah, okay, now I understand. Yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of that. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of funny. It's I mean, it's ridiculous. These movies are ridiculous. But ridiculous in a good way. Well, yeah, sometimes ridiculous is bad. Yeah. But for me, it it's just it's part of the fun with, with these movies. They they get real nuts. They're not really plausible, but they're a whole lot of fun. We should maybe take a break yeah. before we get to some spoilers. We're gonna do some spoilers, y'all. <laughs> All right, we're back and we're gonna get into some spoilers for John Wick Chapter Three. Uh, at the end, you know, he ends up back at the Continental, and it's basically him and. Amy Shane's Winston character and uh, Charon, they kind of like hole up. Yeah, the, the, the adjudicator's three of them. there. The adjudicator's at the hotel. She decides to deconsecrate the Continental. Yeah. Because she can't get her way. She's kind of like a brat. Yeah, <laughs> she girl. is a little bit of a brat. Yeah. It's like, I'm sorry. They, they is kind of a brat. Yeah. Wow. Her character. They, they's character. Yeah. They's character. It's not her. They, they's character. So. Mm. <laughs> That's. Uh, it's taken something to get used to because <laughs> it's dumb and so yeah it's basically the adjudicator and you know the assassin zero against uh you know john wick and uh you know the continental staff well as well as the whole like swat team they bus assassins. in they literally bus in some yeah. some assassins like you see them like, come in on a bus yeah <laughs> It's multiple crazy. times yeah it's a great climax and I, you know you give the argument it goes on a little long and that's valid but you know the final fight scene it's in this just a production design like they're in this like glass bunker that is pretty you cool. can like see the skyline in the bunker it's the basement no where? it's the <laughs> it's where the office of the manager winston's office yeah but it's like a, like down below or something right it's not like, not like his actual main office. Yeah, it's his main office. I didn't see any desks. His desk was right there. <laughs> I thought. So any, anyway, yeah, it's it's Winston's. But it's got glass. I Winston's got private light. quarters. You see like the city skyline in the background. You see like watch advertisements in the background yeah. <laughs> while they're fighting. It's just it's really like a, just a striking setup. It is. For, it is for a, a finale. Cool, it is a cool setup. So that, yeah, just the just how striking it was that prevented me from like getting bored with it. But yeah, it goes on a long time. This is like a two hour, ten minute movie. Yeah, they keep getting longer. Yeah. So it's yeah, it's not like nice and tight. So Keanu ends up killing the um, adjudicator. No, does she I die? Wish. No, <laughs> I, I mean, there's so many people no, die. The, I forget the sushi maker. The, the zero. Guy. Zero. Sure. So he ends up killing zero. And like zero, like it's it's kind of funny because all the assassins that are trying to kill John Wick all admire him. Yeah, you know, and it's like I'm so I'm so grateful to be you know yeah. fighting with you. I'm gonna try to kick your ass, you know, and then but it's like this is a privilege and an honor. Yeah, the, and uh, then you know Keanu Reeves' character is like, okay, let's get this <laughs> over with. <laughs> He's like, he's like, you did not disappoint. Like, yeah. I was looking, I was looking like, forward to this. Oh and you did not disappoint. Oh, my God. That's fun. And I just, I felt like, how in the world can Keanu Reeves' character just keep going? Right. <laughs> it's like, implausible. I think he's in the same suit. No, it's implausible. No, he changes suits, but he, he changes into a new suit when he m- meets the elder. They all look the same. Yeah. The su- it's the same, like, black suit with tie. But the suit is is bullet repellent. Yeah, it's awesome. I want one. Yeah, 
Pretty dope. Wow. And it comes in handy a couple I, times, of course. He gets shot point blank, like, it feels like many times throughout this. And yet he survives. And it, it ends with him. Skipping. There's a standoff on the roof. Yeah. So yeah. the manager, the hotel manager. Winston. There was a deal made by him and the adjudicator. And the adjudicator tells, you know, Winston wants to keep his his hotel, his power. And then and he shoots John Wick and... and Pretty much throws him off the building. Is that, so that that's like a betrayal. Yeah. Okay. That's a betrayal. Right. It's not like he was trying to. No. It's not like a secret thing they got going. Like no. he straight up betrays John. Yeah, Wick. because he wants to keep his power. Sure. And then when they try to find John Wick's body, it turns out that one of Lawrence Fishburne's hobos, played by Jason, Manz- picks him up. Jason Manzukis. Yeah. <laughs> picks him up in in a um like a, a shopping, shopping cart. cart. Yeah. While he's out, so he's not conscious, right? And brings him to Lawrence Fishburne because we found out that he is still alive. I thought he was dead. Well, yeah, he gets sliced seven times yeah. after he's judged by yeah. the adjudicator, and he looks pretty dead. He like, bleeds out, yeah, <laughs> a serious amount, but he's still alive. He's just cut up. And yeah, I guess like the ending beat that this kind of ends on is like the two of them. It seems like they're going to team up for like number four. Yeah. Against the Continental. Yeah. Winston and all that. So, I mean, you got like Neo and Morpheus. Like, I mean, seriously, <laughs> again, like Holy Matrix, it. buddy. I love it. It's <laughs> I didn't even think about that. I didn't oh, not yeah. even think about that. There's even his line, you know, when they're like, you know, what do you need is like guns, lots of guns. That's straight from the Matrix. It's directed by Chad Stileski. He's Keanu Reeves' stunt double. He was Keanu Reeves' stunt double in the Matrix films. That's who directs this. Oh wow! So it's directed by a, you know a former stuntman. Well, that's that's kind of cool because then he knows you know a safety. Safety is good, and also to how to show off the yeah. stunt work and not overcut. Yeah, and how to keep the camera away a little bit because you would get a good sense of the actual choreography. Yeah, that's no, a big thing I, on these movies. No, yeah, that's actually. I mean, I wouldn't even think about that because I mean, this movie is all. It's all action, yeah, pretty much, and fighting. <laughs> just... And I will say the the motorcycle scene was doped off the chain. <laughs> it's, it's insane. I was like, holy yeah. wow! He's he's fending off ninjas in like a like a New York bridge, like going like full speed, and he, like he's swinging like a sword and like popping tires, yeah, and they're like crashing into. Oh each my other. god! It was amazing. It's insane. Yeah, and in a previous scene, kind of similar, like he's on horseback, like popping dudes in the face who are like chasing him on motorcycles. Yeah. It's it's just insane, like next level action. <laughs> the the movie goes the extra effort to like give each action scene its its own special twist. How much was this movie made for? Its listed budget is fifty five million. Wow. It's, they the, they really did a great job with that budget. They'll be good to go for number four in terms of profit. So, yeah, and I think it looks like there's going to be a number four. And that's uh, the biggest surprise for me is like, I am on board. Because <laughs> I, I didn't think, yeah, I, I figured it would be diminishing returns. But this series clearly has a lot of fuel in the tank. <laughs> I will say, though, for a date night movie, probably not the best one to take, you know, your significant other to unless it's a girl taking her dude. Well, in the first like twenty minutes, a, a man like gets his neck broken with a book, oh, with yeah. a library book, and another man gets a knife plunged into his eye. Yeah. Oh. So anytime 
a movie has any any of those kind of scenes, not a great date movie. <laughs> no, doesn't mean it's a bad movie. But yeah, just not, it's just not a good yeah, date not, night. Not a good first date. Again, even if you're familiar with John Wick, this movie's violence level is yeah. is ramped up a little bit. It aren't like fi- like doesn't a fingernail get pulled off at one point? Oh yeah, from the ballerina. Yeah. Oh god, that was gross. It's gory. It's it's, it's gory like, oh. like nonstop violence. <laughs> <laughs> extremely gory and violent. Uh, but I loved it. Uh, what? <laughs> what? I mean, this is my Avengers, I guess. Like, people like, going crazy for Avengers. That, that's how I feel about this. What What grade would you give it? I would probably give it a B. A B? A, yeah. Okay. I'd give it an A. Yeah. It's a good flick. It is a good flick. That's John Wick, Chapter 3, directed by Chad Stileski. You can find more episodes on anchor.fm slash movie date night, as well as iTunes, where you can rate, review, and subscribe. We're on Twitter at DNMoviePodcast, and you can also email us at datenightmoviepodcast at gmail.com. And until next time, I'm Patrick. And I'm Ashley. Thanks for listening. See ya. See ya.